Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the China Shop. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. How are you doing, Kyle? We don't have time for Banner Dan. We've got news. Ah, got news to talk about. All right. News time. News, news, news. <laughs> <laughs> Come on in. Let's uh, let's get this party started. We're just trading information. I'm inclined to agree. Trading information. That is accurate. Very accurate. What information? Oh, Kyle, I take it you're uh, rip roaring to go. You got a news article you're just dying to talk about? Well, I mean, I have a couple that I wanted to mention, but uh, the one that's really been on my mind lately is this Nancy Pelosi trip to Taiwan. Yeah, yeah. Is she is she there to <laughs> pick up some stock tips? I I. I have no idea why she wants to go there. I assume that was why, because it has to do with something with the chip act. I mean, I'm guessing that's where Taiwan Semiconductors is. That would be probably a, a fair guess, yeah. But why the Speaker of the House needs to go to any foreign country in capacity as a, a government official, I don't get that at all. Mm, mm. Uh, in fact, this seems like this does nothing but provoke China. And it puts me in a bit of a, a, an interesting pickle because on the one hand, I don't want to bow to China saying like, don't do that. I'm like, well, fuck you. Send them all. Yeah. <laughs> Get them all over there. <laughs> but on the other hand, like, I still don't understand like why this trip is even ex- like, why? Why are we sending the speaker? Why? I don't know. What, what, is the, what did the article say? It doesn't say why. It just <laughs> says that members of Congress routinely go there. And apparently they've gone even uh, as recently as earlier this year. So uh, uh, other members of Congress have, have gone to Taiwan. Right. So the more I'm reading this now, the more it's almost looking like it's China wanting an excuse to, to start acting belligerent. Uh-huh. They've seen Russia basically go after Ukraine with, uh, what, sanctions, basically? D- does Does the article mention the possibility that Congress is androids and they're just going to Taiwan to get serviced? Not seen that, uh, but there is uh, fears that uh, China may do some sort of military um, assertion, I guess is the word. Ah, yes. Funky Taiwan China thing. Yeah, back in 95, 96, China fired a bunch of missiles uh, to intimidate that self governed island. So there could be something similar to that pushing, you know, jets into airspace or other, you know, things just posturing and, and threatening. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's unlikely that they'll do anything like crazy, like try to shoot a plane down or anything like that that people are worried about. But I don't know. Just I don't I don't get it. I understand why. Uh, it sounds to me like it could just be some thumbing our nose at China. Like, oh, you don't actually control Taiwan. Look, we just regularly send our government over there. 
except Biden was on the phone with the leader there saying that, uh, no, 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 we still believe in our one China doctrine or policy, like nothing changes. Even if Pelosi goes, uh, like we have no control over her, so it's her choice. But even if she does go, nothing changes as far as our, um, our policy. We still feel like Taiwan is a part of China. Uh, they, they will not recognize. Mm. Okay. Well, I mean, we do have a lot of dependency on the semiconductors coming out of Taiwan. I do. So, I mean, I, I do think it's important to protect our, our interests in supply chain that way. By sending Pelosi? Well, you know, <laughs> if, if there's anybody who's got the inside track on semiconductors, it's a really old lady. If we want someone to get a screaming deal on the stock, I mean, yeah, that's the person. I don't know, man. I have n- uh, I don't get it at all. Since when did anything the Congress does make sense? I mean, come on. Well, um, I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's one exists. I can think of another example of a Congress person going to a foreign country for no good reason. Uh, what's that? The Jim Jones Kool Aid massacre thing. A lot of conspiracy oh. theories there, but. A congressman from California was visiting Ghana, I think it was at the time. It's like, why? Oh, we want to make sure the citizens that moved there are doing okay. What? They moved out of the country. You don't worry about them anymore. (laughs) Apparently, Newt Gingrich went to Taiwan in 97, too. So it's not even like this is the first time uh, uh, the Speaker of the House is gone. Robots getting serviced. That's the only explanation. Are you saying Newt Gingrich is Nancy Pelosi with a different different chassis? They upgraded, they upgraded <laughs> the software. Has anyone seen the two of them together? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, more conspiracy theories, please. That's right. That's, that's what gets the clicks and the likes. <laughs> that's what gets <laughs> that and feet pics. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> All right. Yeah, visit our Twitter for feet pics. Oh yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you got? Got a, got a nice little story over on Blomberg.com. Uh, JP Morgan's uh, gold secrets spill out in court. Um, apparently, I didn't realize this. JP Morgan is uh, pretty much the, tr- the gold and silver precious metal trading desk. Like the only one? Oh, no, they do, they do 40%. Of the precious metals trading, they are they are the uh, clearinghouse. Is that worldwide, or is that uh, just yeah. in the U.S.? London, New York, Singapore, like, uh, everywhere. J.P. Morgan, they got their, their fingers all over the place. Uh, the, apparently, huh. their uh, some of their employees, not the bank, because you know you can't actually take a bank to 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 court, but the employees <laughs> they are under under fire for manipulating the market. Oh, really? Yeah, I think uh, three or four of them now. It's already it's going to jury, so we'll find out uh, what the jury has to say about it. But uh, apparently, they make an average of they make somewhere between a uh, hundred to two hundred thirty million dollars a year. Wow! Uh, between two thousand eight two thousand eighteen, uh, running this clearinghouse and doing these trades in twenty twenty during the pandemic, they made a billion dollars. Jesus. So, ten, five to ten times uh, the money they usually make. That's how profitable the pandemic was for J.P. Morgan in precious metals. Yeah, not not looking huh. good. Not looking good uh, optically. Let's just put it that way. Wait, but they're the clearinghouse. They shouldn't be making money trading it, right? 
Right, the clearinghouse. Yeah, you're linking up buyers and sellers, right? But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're making quite a lot. Oh, wow. And that probably, I think that may have played into why they got uh, targeted. Sounds about right. Somebody was like, wait a minute, you made a billion dollars on this? Do Arbitrage. Well, they, they, they also have vaults. Like, they're not just the clearinghouse. Like, they'll hold the, the gold, too. They, they do a ton of business with the actual central banks huh. that use precious metals as their reserves. At least 10 central banks held their metals in vaults run by J.P. Morgan in 2010, according to documents that were disclosed in this court case. Yeah, the more we learn about banks, the scarier they get. Yeah. I mean... It's not uh, slander because we're actually talking about them being a corp. There's some shady shit going on at banks. I mean, every time they pop in the news, it seems to be manipulating currencies or their own stocks. Or <laughs> I think I saw some. Uh, not uh, Nat West was in trouble again for for laundering money. Again? No, yeah. no. <laughs> it didn't say if it was the cartels again this time or not. Twelfth <laughs> times a charm. Sorry, that was HSBC. That was the cartels. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, let's not. Nat West did did have the thing with the the money in bins. Yes, uh, so yes. they might not have been a court cartel, but they were definitely laundering a shit ton of money. <laughs> and you know that most legit money comes shipped in in trash bins. Yeah, you just yeah, you just wheel your trash can into the bank. Hey, I got a deposit, guys. Yeah. Another trash can full of cash. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So we'll find out if uh, if these guys were guilty or not. Probably in another year or two. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, my second story is uh, the the U.S. manufacturing activity numbers came up for for July. Ooh, how we doing? Uh, actually, not that bad. It was. I think the prior month was a fifty three. This month was a fifty two point eight. So it it um, contracted less than expected. I think was the the wording. Yeah, that's tiny. What I was when I was reading through this article, though, what was interesting to me is that uh, any reading above fifty percent is indicative of expansion in marketing or manufacturing. I'm sorry. Oh, and that's about twelve percent of the U.S. economy. Okay. So maybe there's something to this uh, not being in a recession thing. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Poonja Saram said that the, the post-pandemic inventory restock restocking cycle is winding down amid softening consumer goods demand. Uh, this intensifies the risk of a harder landing in the manufacturing sector this year. Uh, that said, overall PMI would still need to decline a fair bit to reach readings consistent with an outright economic recession. Interesting. So employment and manufacturing is not where it typically is during past reception recessions. Right. Uh, let's see. Timothy Fior. I don't think I'm saying that name right. Oh, but uh, damn it. Should I have introduced this as a router story? <laughs> Reuters? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you, Coil Spotting, uh, for, <laughs> for letting me know. I did say, was it Reuters? Uh, yeah. Instead of Reuters, <laughs> I almost corrected you while we were recording that too. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm probably going to call him Reuters again, so yeah, no, don't worry yeah. about it. It'll happen. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So Timothy Fiore, the chair of the ISM Manufacturing Business Survey Committee, he noted that the companies continue to hire at strong rates, with few indications of layoffs, hiring freezes, or headcount reduction through attrition. Mm. 
the better than expected reading suggests that the economy was not in recession despite the decline in the GDP in the first half of the year. But businesses are sitting on excess inventories after ordering too many goods because of worries about shortages. So that's the uh, the worry that everybody sees uh, in the sector is that so many people were worried about shortages that they overordered, and that's going to have a, a an effect on demand going oh, further into the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay, we'll have too much supply for a bit. Yeah, interesting. That's wild. Um, it's not the story I had prepared, but I did one of them I was looking at was uh, there was one economist posted on Facebook uh, complaining about the White House changing the name, the definition of recession, and it got fact checked. And it was fact checked as partially false. And he was like, ah, they're they're in cahoots. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. And I don't, obviously I closed the article, so I don't know the name or the, <laughs> the details on it, but that was the gist of it. But now that we're talking about this, I'm wondering like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe the Facebook fact checkers were onto something They were like, well, you're only partially correct. Yeah, they did. They are moving the goalpost, but they're not doing it uh, arbitrarily. I'm trying to say the biggest complaint, uh, the biggest yeah, high inflations. Let's see, four of the six biggest industries, petroleum coal products, as well as computer and electronic products, transportation equipment, and machinery have all reported moderate to strong growth in the last month. Okay. Okay. So strong manufacturing is not really indicative of a recession. No. Wow. Okay. So, so yeah, that's the question would be then if we are using an outdated definition, you wouldn't notice, right, until you're in this situation. Or uh, maybe this is just a super unique situation in general. Yeah, with the pandemic and whatnot. Between the pandemic causing the supply chain issues, the running, our crazy inflation, the war. Yeah, yeah, wild, wild stuff. Does that mean all time highs at the end of the year? All time highs at the end of the year. <laughs> Two bulls called it first. <laughs> oh God, I hope that happens. <laughs> yeah, we'll be playing that clip yeah, <laughs> later. Ex- <laughs> us and Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> calling the S&P a buy it's a buy <laughs> get out there and buy it alright what what do we got left what's the last one I got a, a nice little story uh, the SEC Mr. Gary Gensler over there uh, trying to clean up the wild west of crypto a little bit nice is this from the same office as our other friend uh, the one who was uh, pr- uh, hitting all the insider trading lawsuits or fines it I I don't know I don't know I don't this remember is, his name <laughs> this doesn't have the name of of oh uh, Carol Welshans acting chief of FCC's crypto assets and cyber unit that's another group all right so uh, two different people uh, pushing out uh, the SEC's fines that's uh, that's kind of a good sign I would think huh well this I don't think this is fines oh sorry yeah we didn't even hear the article. <laughs> They've charged 11 people in an alleged $300 million crypto pyramid scheme. Oh, okay. The scheme known as Forsage uh, raised the funds using promoters to convince uh, millions of people worldwide to uh, recruit other people into the program like a typical pyramid scheme. Uh, To quote Carolyn Welshans, acting chief of SEC's crypto assets and cyber unit, Forsage is a fraudulent pyramid scheme launched on a massive scale and aggressively marketed to investors. Broadsters cannot circumvent the federal securities laws by focusing their schemes on smart contracts and blockchains. So they were they were just <laughs> using smart contracts to organize the pyramid scheme. Mm. 
they were they weren't according to the SEC, they weren't even selling tokens. Uh, what? <laughs> they they were literally just taking money and then spreading it out a la uh, Bernie Madoff style. Wow. Yeah, just using smart contracts to do it. That's all. Sounds smart. They just <laughs> automated it. <laughs> so allegedly, allegedly automated it. Uh, we'll see. Uh, traded on the Ethereum, Tron, and Binance blockchains. Is, investors apparently in the project would earn their compensation from the people they recruited. That's a red flag. <laughs> Always a red flag. <laughs> All payouts to earlier investors were made using funds received from later investors, the SEC said. And of course, a Forsage representative described themselves as a volunteer for the decentralized organization, said the SEC's allegations are nonsense of cryptocurrency newcomers that are not true. Oh. So you just don't know crypto, SEC. <laughs> you just don't understand it. It's a good excuse. That's what I would say, too. God damn. Pyramid schemes are pretty sweet if you can get in at the top, but they're not very good for anybody else. You get in first, you're you're good, you're gold. Just not two first, otherwise you'd be one of the eleven charged. <laughs> right, that twelfth guy is sitting pretty. <laughs> yeah, he's sitting all like, "Ooh, touch that bullet." <laughs> oh, amazing! I hope he bought a lottery ticket. Yeah, right. Uh, well, I, I think uh, I think that wraps up our little news update, Kyle. Anything else yeah. you want to say before we uh, move move on and, and kick everybody out of the shop today? Reuters. It's Reuters. <laughs> potato, <laughs> potato. Uh, no, that's all I got. All right, folks. Thanks for, for joining us for this little news update. We'll be back at you soon. Until then, happy trades. Matt. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks in the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.